You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Sponsored in part by MB Subculture Comics and Costumes. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, it's either 10 a.m. or 9 p.m. and it's time for Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show that covers everything from an A thing to a Z thing. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. I'm Cody Pinnock. I'm Sam. I'm Josh. And I'm Samantha. And we're going to talk about all kinds of great nerd stuff, but first we're going to talk about the nerd stuff we've been partaking in this week. Awesome. Excellent. <laughs> Winning. Yeah. Um, I'll go quick. I saw Goosebumps last week. Oh, cool. And it was good. It was really good. I mean, it was a really good um, family-friendly. You know, it was, it, was more, it was definitely more of an action movie. It wasn't really a horror, scary, anything. Uh, no jump scares, nothing like that. Um, Jack Black did an excellent job as R.L. Stein, although he put a weird, like, affected, like, accent on huh. it. And it's um, it's hard to describe, but it just, it made it seem kind of weird, but... Maybe the real R.L. Stein talks like that? I, I don't know. He's, I don't think he does. From he's from Ohio. Yeah. I know. He's a local boy. Yeah. <laughs> but Went to OSU and everything. Yeah. But uh, other than that, I mean, it was really good. Uh, Slappy's the main villain. Nice. He he's, should be. Yeah. He's, he's the, the most terrifying like, monster in Goosebumps. Yeah. yeah. Also voiced by Jack Black. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> of course he is. Oh, man. I really want to see it now. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I really suggest going and see it, seeing it. I had it's, read um, reviews where people said it's actually not terrible. Yeah, it's good. Like, it's kind of nostalgia almost in the right way. Yeah. It doesn't just pay homage to the old books. It, like, outright says, yes, I'm R.L. Stein, and I wrote all of these books that you read as a kid. <laughs> And now the monsters are real. <laughs> I loved Goosebumps as a oh, kid. Oh, I did too. Like, of course, everybody, you know. Yeah, everybody. Every did. kid in the nineties. Yeah, and then did. no one graduated to the next the next line of series. No, no. <laughs> Nobody picked up those Fear Street. I think we, I th- <laughs> Actually, yeah, I read. I think Fear we Street. have like five or six of them on my bookshelf at home. Yeah, <laughs> but no, it's it was interesting sitting and watching it because I Goosebumps, you know, as much as I love it, was like. One section of my brain where I just kind of locked it away is like, okay, I'm done with that. And I did not realize I had read as many Goosebumps books and recognize as many of the stories as when they the character <laughs> would pop up on the screen. He'd go, oh, man, I remember that book. So it actually manages to nostalgia surprise. Yeah. That's the best kind of nostalgia yeah. when you don't realize that you remember it. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Really cool. It's so hard to find that anymore because everybody is milking nostalgia and you're constantly bombarded with it. But when something genuinely happens to bring on real, genuine nostalgia, that's really cool. Yeah, it's it's the perfect it's the perfect amount of nostalgia, I think. Uh, the only downside I would say it has is um, the lead characters at the beginning is a real whiny kind of, oh, like I the- just moved to a new town and no one here knows me and I'm just, and my dad died in the war, so I'm just going to be sad and be an asshole to everybody. <laughs> the war? The war, yeah. Angst, it's angst, it's angst. the war. Yeah, angst, just angst, angst. angst. The Goosebumps War of 2012. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stepped in some monster blood and he died. <laughs> oh, monster blood. Yeah. I think one of the few Goosebumps books I didn't read was the ones with the gnomes. I don't know. If That's I a shame that because they pop. They are prominent. I know. Early on in the movie. I know. But I think I I think I about covered all the other ones. And I used to watch the Goosebumps like series like. 
a crap oh yeah, oh, yeah. and I'll, I'll be honest i think some of the incidental music has um at least a few chords of the old goosebumps show yeah some part of it did i think Stein standing on a hilltop and his briefcase opens and all the pages of the book come flying out yeah well i mean it's pretty much that theme song kind of uh through the uh machine that is danny elfman I do love Danny Elfman. That's my Danny Elfman impression, apparently. (laughs) Tip your waitress. Oh, man. Um, Did they at some point say anything in referencing to say either viewer beware or reader beware? You're in for a scare. Oh, man. I think they referenced. I, I think so. But I can't remember. I can't pinpoint it in like where the mo- in the movie they say it. But I, I'm pretty sure they say it somewhere. But uh, really good. I would recommend it. Like I said, it's uh, definitely it's definitely family friendly. It's definitely you know a a family movie. It's not you know one of those like backdoor you know secretly for the adults that are in the audience watching it. it there's nothing like that. But it's hmm. good. I would did recommend it, it. Did it give you goosebumps? <laughs> it did not. But N- maybe nostalgia, nostalgia goosebumps. goosebumps. Oh my god! Did you ever see that that rap video Jack Black did for the movie? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bumps goose gonna, bumps goose gonna get you. Yeah, go- bumps gonna goose you. Bumps ya. gonna goose you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was Kate Less said about the main character? It's just a loaf of white bread. Yeah, goosebumps <laughs> starring a loaf of white bread. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, she's not wrong. <laughs> she still really liked it though. But yeah, bumps gonna goose you. <laughs> Well, I have one other quick one, and it's actually a an anti like recommend. Oh. Like, don't don't do this. Um, about a year ago, I bought a uh, game on the 3DS called Weapon Shop Omasi. It's a it was a super like cheap deal. I was like, oh, okay, I need something. This seems kind of interesting, and it's uh, I thought it was an RPG. It's not. It's a rhythm game, um, <laughs> oh. where you are making weapons for other adventurers to go out and fight monsters. You don't actually fight anything. You just tap on glowing bricks to forge swords and spears and stuff. And, you know, the idea is not smart enough. I mean, it's interesting. And you can actually, it has like this weird, it's like called like the grind cast. It's like, it's like a Twitter feed, but with the adventurers, once they go out on their quest, you watch, you tell it's you funny. Doing. Yeah, it's funny. It's, it's jokey and stuff. And it's done by level five. So, I mean, it looks good. But uh, oh, it was one of the they did like a series of games that were a bunch of prominent developers made small games. Yeah, I think it's I think it's one of those. From that. Yeah, and uh, there's only seven songs in it, so you're okay. playing the same seven songs over and over. The skill uh, there's no real like incline in skill level, and once you, and I found myself at points having enough weapons and then just but you can't progress the game. You just have to sit and let it wait. For oh, like wow. twenty or twenty minutes or a half hour while they complete quests, so you can uh, get back and and like I said, between that, between not having uh, a diverse enough you know amount of songs, the storyline while funny is not funny enough. It's not awesome. It's not great. And plus, it's drip feeding you it too. Oh yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you look at the clock, I mean, it said I spent eight hours on it. Wow. But uh, I would say maybe there's maybe two and a half hours of actual gameplay oh. in it. And, uh, yeah, and the worst part is uh, they keep teasing. Once you beat the game with one, you know, with one adventurer, they keep saying, hey, you know, keep playing. You know, something crazy might happen if you beat him with all the adventurers. So I was like, okay, completion bonus. Great. So I spent the extra time and 
did that and you had to they had to beat the final boss one at a time you couldn't have like multiple threads going like the rest of the game <laughs> so you get to the end and it says congratulations here's infinite boss run <laughs> that's it there's no like special anything you don't unlock anything it's just keep fighting the same bad guy over and over again forever <laughs> the end it reminds me of a hometown story which is like <laughs> It's like Harvest Moon, but you run an item shop, and I played it for about an hour, and I'm sitting there, and I'm stocking shelves and running a cash register, and I'm like, oh, no, this game is my job. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm at work, and then I never played it again. Yeah. Oh, man. But no, don't pick it up. Like I said, I bought it a year ago and tried it and put it down, and then over the weekend, I was like, I need to get this off my, my Game Boy, and I want to finish it. Because I don't want to, you know, uh, lose out on that money. So um, yeah, don't play it. I played a game on 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 my phone a while ago called Puzzle Forge Two. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same reference or kind of idea. You're a blacksmith making weapons for uh, adventurers, mm-hmm. but it's more of a it's a it's a um, it's a puzzle game. Okay, and you're like matching up blocks and stuff to make certain weapons. Yeah, and you put parts in like a certain order and it makes different kinds of weapons mm-hmm. and then you get other things to make weapons better because because the adventurers come and they want a certain weapon right that, that that's very similar to what the, what this game is you know but it's not a rhythm game so it's fun yeah. <laughs> oh man yeah it gets kind of hard though because like you start running out of inventory space for like completed weapons and stuff mm-hmm. and it's like and sometimes you run into problems on the board, like when you progress far enough, there are like things that happen to the board, like you have to wait, yeah, like uh, like heated like heated metal blocks you can't use and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, that that's fun, and not a rhythm game. Yeah, <laughs> see, I I got it thinking. Okay, I thought that the rhythm game was like you create the weapons, then you go out and, and fight and play the game. I thought that was like a section of it. No, that's the entire game, and you and you're just tapping your stylus, and you have to tap on like. Different areas of the brick to make the weapons like tap, tap, tap. Uh. That's it. There's nothing. There's nothing to it. Uh. Yeah, if you're gonna get one of those level five mini game things, get uh, Liberation Maiden. Yeah, which is the one Suda Fifty One did, where you're an anime fi- uh, flying robot girl president of the United States. <laughs> that sounds pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's got my vote. Okay, well, we watched a new show, which. Just came on Hulu called Elevator, and it's who did they make it or was it that one guy? No, it was a Blumhouse production. The the people who do Paranormal Activities. Keep going. You just you just pushed it off to me. Yep. But it, it's a game show on GSN. <laughs> okay. For it. one, but it's also a horror game show. It's kind of like um, scare tactics where you win money. Okay, interesting. I can get behind that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's the, the titular elevator, and it goes up and down and drops off the... It's a group of people that go into the elevator, and they're a team, mm-hmm. and each one by one have to do a challenge. Well, there's three levels, and the first floor is the easiest, and it gets harder as you progress, and there's a labyrinth, which is the last one. Yeah. It's hosted by the the Soska sisters, oh, okay. the Twisted Twins. Okay, I like them. Yeah, that they, they directed uh, American Mary, which is a great movie, mm-hmm. and they're hilarious. Yeah, just wry and like dry and evil. <laughs> they mock the contestants and stuff, and like actively want them to lose. Oh, that's great. 
But the first, I guess we've only seen the one because there's only one on Hulu, but it was pretty good. Like, the, what was the first challenge? Like, the guy had to oh, ring, ring bells, bells that made a different tone, and he had to match the tone with a different casket. Okay. Someone and, had real people, like, jumping out at them. Or some of them just sprayed blood up at his face. <laughs> oh, jeez. Like, like like that scene in um, Dracula Dead and Loving It when they're staking the girl in the coffin. It's just continuously oh. spraying blood. <laughs> the second one, like, this lady had to take organs, like, fake human organs Mm -hmm. and put them onto a scale till they weighed 15 pounds exactly and then she would win yeah but she had to go to one room to get the organs and there's like half a guy laying there with like all cut open yeah and it's like a real guy so he's screaming oh jeez she had to pull the organs (laughs) out from underneath him oh wow (laughs) and then put them on that scale well the third one was like this the woman was getting cream like fake cremated and she had to dig in these ashes for keys to unlock herself from the restraints she was in in this furnace. Oh, jeez. There's, like, fire all around her. Oh, wow. That sounds and she, awesome. And she didn't make it. And they play it up like she died. <laughs> like, you never see her again for the rest of the show, even at the end. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. D- did I just watch a murder? I'm yeah. not sure if I just watched a murder. <laughs> So there you go. If you if you want to get if you want to watch a game show, but wish game shows had more uh, murder, there you go. It's the game <laughs> show for you. <laughs> no, I really liked it. It's funny and it's funny and fun to watch in the same way that yeah. like scare tactics. Oh, that's cool. Well, it's like they make them go through like a haunted house before they get to the challenge too. Yeah. Oh. People jump out at them. And they oh, do so they got their heart rate going before the game even starts. That's yeah. great. That's that's smart. The yeah. one lady just straight up just fell on the floor. Just. Straight up freaked out and fell down. It was hilarious. <laughs> At one point, something jumped out, and she literally jumped like three feet off the ground straight up like a cat. Oh, that's great. <laughs> one of the twins is like, she jumps high. <laughs> I heartily recommend it. We caught up on the Muppets. Well, not all the way, but we watched some of the new Muppets. It still continues to be really good. For now, anyway. Yeah. yeah we'll talk about, we'll that talk about that later. we got some yeah. Muppet news later. Um, did I talk about Yoshi's Woolly World on here? Uh, not on nope. here. Well, I, I got that. I played that a little bit today, but I've I've made it about to the third world, maybe. It's so good. Yeah. So good. <laughs> I mean, it's your standard Yoshi game, you know, th- but you're throwing yarn instead of eggs. But it looks so good, and it's so cute, and they put so much into the look of it that it, it's rewarding just to see each level and what they've done with the yarn theme. And it's so deep into that theme, like nothing, nothing looks like it couldn't have been crafted out of crafting materials. Oh wow! How would you compare it to, say, like uh, Kirby's Epic Yarn or the or the clay one? Um, well, the clay Kirby is weird because you don't have direct control in it. It's I think it's way better than Epic Yarn. I I didn't like Epic Yarn. I'm the only one in the world I think that didn't like <laughs> Epic Yarn because it didn't push back. You just kind of just walk right through it and like i don't need a hard game but i don't want a game that just lets me walk right through and yoshi has a little bit of pushback and the secrets are better hidden i think and i i like there there's unlockable other yoshis when you collect the little oh yeah and that's cool to be able to unlock a new character skin Mm-hmm. By finding these, it kind of gives you more reason to hunt the stuff yeah. down. Now, the skin doesn't actually do anything in-game. It just makes you look different. Yeah. Okay. Which is, that's what all the Amiibos do, too. Right, <laughs> yeah. 
And it works with just like about all of them. Mm -hmm. I heard the only ones that it doesn't um, give you like specific one uh, skins for are the Pokemon ones. They give you, yeah, just a Yoshi wearing a t-shirt that has the Amiibo logo on it. Yeah, that's what you get out of Chibi Robo too. Oh, really? Okay. But I think Chibi Robo came out after After, that. yeah. It's that weird, that weird thing with the Pokemon company again. Yeah, I don't know. Just like how all the Pokemon in Mario Maker don't make sounds. Yeah, that is weird. But it, it's a, a great game if you like platformers or like yarn. Oh. <laughs> well, <there laughs> or we like go. yarn and platformers. <laughs> Platforming yarn. Yeah. It fits the theme so much better than, than Kirby did. Like it looks, Kirby just looked like a bunch of strings laying around. It didn't have any like, I don't want to say real because Yoshi doesn't look real, but yeah, it's just not as deep into the theme. Hmm. Like Yoshi looks like a bunch of like, like stuff you could have bought on Etsy and somebody like animated it. Yeah. Whereas like Kirby just looked like a bunch of magic strings floating around and like the environments in Yoshi look like they could be built too. Like even the whole map screen is like laid out on a crafting table. Yeah. And there's like fabric laying around and it's just really even the fire has like sequins in it that come up. Like <laughs> it's just it's just really good. I mean, you sure you're not gonna be super challenged, but it pushes back enough to where you feel like you're doing something. Right. And uh it's just, it's just fun. It's kinda of relaxing, kinda of like Chibi Robo, but it's better than Chibi Robo. Well, I had a slightly longer weekend because my plant had a down day, so I decided to make a day of my Sunday. Okay. And I went to... Did you make a Sunday on your Sunday? I wish. Did you have I a Sunday ice. fun day? I wish I had a... I did have a fun day, but I wish I had a Sunday. God, no, ice cream. You guys <laughs> suck. You're making me fat. So I took my LARPing to a whole new level and actually traveled to a different place to do it. Awesome. So I went to Columbus and okay. visited one of the... More premier parks in my kingdom. <laughs> in my kingdom. And, uh, oh man, I had so much fun. There was like 30 plus people there. Wow. The park was really nice. It's like right on the river in Columbus. Also, my GPS took me like on this really scenic like kind of way. Like I, I skipped all the highways. Cool. It took just county roads and state roads and stuff there. It took me 55 minutes to get there. It was awesome. That's excellent. Yeah, just followed the river all the way. I went through like I went through like Prospect, and I realized I've never been to Prospect. Never been to Prospect. Well, really? Yeah, I've never been to Prospect. I wow. grew up in Prospect. That's unfortunate. But anyway, it used to be a lot better than it is now. And we could say that about this whole area. Yeah. But yeah. It, that's a that's more social than anything. Yeah. That's uh, not popping geek culture. No, no, no. So anyway, back to my LARPing. <laughs> <laughs> so I get there, and it's I got there. Two hours before anybody from my from my group come mm-hmm. because they had a tournament and I kind of wanted to participate and I got a little cocky because I won my first fight. Yeah, it was downhill from there because <laughs> <laughs> I I've started fighting you know all the good fighters who tear me apart at my normal park. <laughs> but yeah, uh, this is fun. Some people are way into it. Oh, of course. I'm sure. Yeah. Like, I watched this one dude in his in his little tournament fight. He accidentally took a face shot, like, the very first swing, and he got, like, super legit mad. Really? Yeah. Like, he's, like, screaming at the other guy. Oh, jeez. And he's like, I, I, I got to take a break. And he, like, walked away, like, out of the little fight circle. And I was like, 
I was like, oh man, is he going to be like this all day? <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was a little awkward for me because everybody like knows each other there and we're like all like buddy buddy and stuff. I'm just kind of standing there and like, do, 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 just waiting for something to do, 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 do. Yeah. And I was on top of the fact that I got lost <laughs> getting there. Like that, the park is designed, the park there was like designed really weird. Mm-hmm. Like my what, Jeep. What park was it? Geiger, Geiger or something like that. Geiger Counter. No. The park, the radioactive park. <laughs> okay. I don't know. It was like something like like with a G. I, I've never H. been there. H.R. Giga Park. Yeah, I know, right? There, there were aliens and, <laughs> and phallic things everywhere. But anyway, uh, I eventually found my found where I was supposed to be and uh, did my tournament, lost, but that was fine. And then by that time, uh, pe- a lot of people started showing up and we get started getting into like, the war games and stuff. Cool. And then here comes this super tall ass dude. Like in full full plate, like oh geez, like clanking across the field. <laughs> Excellent. And he had like the biggest shield I've ever seen. Like I, I picked it up later, like after like he was done using it, and I was like, it was heavy. It was made of plywood. Oh wow. Yeah, that's it, excellent. It was super heavy, but he's like this clank clank. I'm like sitting there like, I want to be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like. And I was playing a warrior that day too, and I had armor on, but like nothing like that. Like I was wearing a, this vest that one of the guys from my group had made, and it's sewn within the vest are a bunch of wood or a bunch of metal washers, like down okay. the front, down the back, and it was heavy. I sweated my butt off. <laughs> Plus the weather was like freaking perfect. Oh yeah, it was amazing it's a good day on for Sunday. It. Yeah, and uh, very first shot of the day, I took an arrow to the jaw. Oh, oh. yeah, it like. Even though it's got a big foam head on it, mm-hmm. it's still a 35-pound bow. <laughs> oh, wow. And it felt like getting sucker punched by somebody. Like, my jaw swelled up, and I was like, okay, that sucked. <laughs> Just try not to let that happen again. <laughs> but that was the that was probably the least of my worries for as far as my injuries went that day. Um, but at one point, uh, the, the big full plate guy, a wizard, had hit his sword with a spell ball and destroyed his weapon. Mm-hmm. And so he had to put it down. And he's, like, sitting there, like... He's sitting there, like got like four guys coming at him, and he's like, "I need a weapon, I need a weapon," and I was like, "I threw my weapon at him, and it like, like a freaking movie, it like f- the sails straight into his hand, and he just grabs it, <laughs> like he's freaking Thor, <laughs> and just turns around and just starts weighing like way laced to everybody. Nice, excellent. It was it was so much fun, but then later on we were playing a different a different game type and. I'm pretty sure I can't have kids anymore. <laughs> like they had set up this rope maze, which is supposed to be like our cave that we were defending. And we had to keep the other team out of our cave. And uh, <laughs> we're sitting there and there's like two entrances, I guess. And there's like a lot of fighting going on the other side. And I'm kind of like hanging out in the middle. And all of a sudden I see a bunch of people coming through my side. Mm-hmm. So I run over there and I yell over to the other group. I'm like, I'm all alone over here. And there's like a crap ton of people coming. And I'm standing there trying to hold my ground. And I'm like, kind of like pushing back with my shield and yeah. hitting people. Whereas this guy with a spear and he's like coming at me. He's got a spear in one hand and a sword in the other. And he's kind of like swinging. And I kind of push his sword away and he stabs down with the spear right square into my junk <laughs> with like full force. <laughs> I hit the ground like on my on my knees and I'm like, oh god, I'm dead. Oh god, I'm dead. Please stop hitting me. I am dead. 
And this girl comes running up behind me and she's like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I'm standing up and I'm like counting my respawn count because I was a skeleton so I could respawn where I die instead of having to go back to a predetermined point. Okay. And I stand up and and I, I come back to life and I I go back to fighting and I'm, I killed one guy. And some little girl goes running off away from me because she didn't want to get hit. And here comes Spear Guy again. <laughs> it was like Groundhog Day for junk hits. Oh, that guy was aiming for him. Yeah. I know. It like, and it was like, I'm like, I understand I'm short, but jeez. <laughs> wow. It got to the point where, uh, and then I fought this other girl, and she hit me in the junk with a sword. <laughs> like, I kind of like stammer off to the side. Lurping sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a chick. <laughs> Oof. But yeah, it was rough. Wow. Like it was, I was really sore for a while. I, I bet. That's, like wow. I go off to the side and one of the referees like hands me like a token to like turn in later. I was going to say like an ice pack. Yeah. <laughs> it was a healing spell. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Cleric. Somebody heal my junk. I cast level five, walk it off. <laughs> But uh, he hands me like a, a, a treasure token thing, and he's like, I'm sorry, that looks like it really hurts, but uh, that was great. You did a great job. Good job, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Good game. The treasure token says participant. <laughs> Thanks for coming out. <laughs> but no, uh, all, all in all, the day was a lot of fun. Um, if you love genital trauma. <laughs> Yeah, I saw I saw worse trauma in Hostel too. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it it was seriously a, a really good time, and uh, I really wish I could go back to that park more often. But it's Sunday afternoons, oh like yeah, at two p.m. and that's when I'm sleeping for work, right? And uh, just the, the 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 pitfalls of working third shift, I guess. Yeah, but God, so much fun. I. I I really, really hope I get another chance to play with those guys again, because it's just a lot of there was like a lot of energy and a lot of fun and just it was so many people, especially since the day before was the day for my group, five people showed up. Really? Oh, oh wow. Yeah, it takes it hurts a little bit in the in the in the pride there. Are you talking like, like physically? Or- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes and no. <laughs> yes. I got hit in the mummy daddy button, but also, yes, it hurt my feelings a little bit. <laughs> this has been the LARP report. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and take a break here. And uh, when we come back, well, I'll have some uh, news. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Nerd Overload is sponsored in part by MB Subculture Comics and Costumes. MB Subculture is the one-stop shop for all your geeky needs, from comics and collectibles to unique custom costumes, masks, makeup, and more. MB Subculture is located at 127 South Sandusky Avenue in downtown Bucyrus, 419-562-0404, and online at subcultureoh.com. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. Everything is better when we stay together. 
town from an awesome community. I feel more awesome than an awesome possum. Dip my body in chocolate frosting. Three years later, I shot the frosting. Smelling like a blossom. Everything is awesome. Step in mud, got new brown shoes. Awesome to win and it's awesome to lose. Awesome to lose. Awesome to lose. Awesome to lose. Which is going to be stuck in your head all day now. You're yep. welcome. Yes, absolutely. But that that goes with uh, we got some Lego Movie news for Lego Movie Two. Yeah, which is coming. I think like 2017. Or yeah, it's, it's forever like a... in the future. Yeah. But speaking of being able to travel forever in the future, Doctor Who has a great chance of showing up in that movie. Awesome. Apparently, uh, Warner Brothers is in the talks with BBC to have Doctor Who in the movie. I mean, makes sense. They are already working together with uh, for the Lego Dimensions game. Yeah. And that, and that game is like almost a side spinoff of the Lego movie. It, it basically is, yeah. Though I think the Batman is not quite that Batman. No, it's not, there's two Batman. Mm-hmm. There's two separate Batmans in that game. So there's like Lego Movie Batman and then there's like regular Batman? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's there's Lego video game Batman and uh, Lego movie Batman. Oh. And they they meet each other pretty early on in the game. And then there's Batman, Batman, and Batman flavored Batman. And <laughs> <laughs> they could they could possibly if they did like a Batman sixty six pack, there could be a third Batman. That would be awesome. That would be amazing. I could see him doing that. I mean, they yeah. did Batman sixty six level a couple levels in uh, the last Lego Batman. Oh, that's game. right. They did, didn't they? But the Doctor Who stuff that's in Lego Dimensions is fantastic. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they get it. Lego people get it. Yeah. Now, if he's in the movie, it's going to be the Capaldi version? Nobody knows because it's so far in the future. Ah, uh, you know, true. Who knows if Capaldi's even the Doctor then, although I don't see why he wouldn't be. Yeah. He's got a couple years left. No. Oh, hey. Not as the Doctor. <laughs> as the do- he's not that old. Oh, gosh. <laughs> And he seems to really like being the doctor, so I have a feeling he's going to be around. Well, yeah, it was like he was a huge fan growing up. It was a big deal for him to become the doctor. Yeah, he was a total fanboy. He wrote letters that he should be in charge of the fan club and all this stuff. (laughs) Like, there's a lot of funny clips of him talking about how much of a fan he was back in the day. That's awesome. I mean, I don't think at quite the level of David Tennant, where it was literally his life's dream to be the doctor, which he succeeded immensely at. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm I'm glad he might be in the Lego 
movie two. I'm still interested to see what kind of plot they come up with. Yeah, because, like, well, yeah, what is there left to do, really? Yeah, unless they go with the Duplos plot, <laughs> like, the, from the, 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 the alien invasion. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. That seemed like more of a I game. Mean, I, I almost whereas... feel like Lego Dimensions was almost like the Lego movie, too. It kind of, it almost kind of is. But I mean, like, when they've already broken the reality of the Lego world, like they did in the first movie. Yeah. Like, where do you go from there when reality, when there's two realities smashing into each other and it's a kid imagining everything, but the figure's really alive? And yeah, because like, he actually flip around on the table. Yeah. And like, I don't know. Is it like, is this Indian in the cupboard? Is it Toy Story? I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, if you th- if you start thinking about the Lego Movie too hard, it it starts to fall apart a little bit. <laughs> fall apart, like uh, Legos. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, 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 that's, got what, it. that's what yep. the uh, that's what the the crazy glue is for. <laughs> the craggle. Yeah, the, the craggle. craggle. <laughs> Man, that was a good movie. It was. It was. It's a great movie. It should have won Best Animated that year. It should have. What did? Just whatever Pixar crapped out that year. Yeah. No, it was a um, it was a French movie. No, I don't. I don't think I think it was just whatever whatever Pixar crapped out, or no no it was Big Hero Six. Yeah, which I mean was a good movie, but it was nowhere near as good yeah. as Lego Movie. Do you think that they lost the nomination because they had that live action segment in Lego Movie? No, well, I think they lost the nomination because the people that vote on that have no idea what they're doing. Oh, <laughs> well, that too. Yeah, that too. Tell us how you really feel, Cody. Well, I read a lot of articles where they were talking to people who make those votes, and they all think that the animated movies are just to make kids shut up. Oh really? Yeah, like yeah. they just vote for whatever one that they they saw. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, so they they don't they don't know anything. At least the vast majority of them don't, and that's why we end up with Disney or Pixar winning every year. Though I do really like Pixar. Yeah, I think they've really fallen off a little bit lately. They've fallen into that uh, rut where they're just doing sequels. Yeah, oh, just a lot of sequels yeah. and. I mean, Inside Out was really good, but it wasn't incredible. Mm-hmm. It wasn't The Incredibles. Yeah. I'm looking forward to The Incredibles. Yeah. Oh, Incredibles 2. Yeah. It's going to be I great. I hope it's not a crap sequel. Granted, yeah. Monsters, Monsters University was, from what I've heard, pretty good. Yeah, I, I haven't never, heard bad I things about it. it. Yeah, but it, it seems like John Lasseter is in the habit of there being a, a tubby pal that dies. Yeah. Like Big Hero Six mm-hmm. does that, Inside Out does that. Like spoilers. Sorry, I mean it's out on <laughs> DVD now. I yeah, mean, I think it's. I think we're past the. I didn't say what tubby guy. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's it's gotten pretty predictable. Like there's somebody that's gonna sacrifice themselves, and it's the one that's gonna make you the most sad. Oh man, does that mean Mister Incredible's gonna kick it in Incredibles Two? He's not tubby anymore. He worked out really, really hard, lifting trains and stuff. <laughs> there was Fair a montage. En- Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. No, they'll have a, a tubby uncle that comes yeah. to visit. <laughs> Mr. Unincredible. <Yeah. laughs> Mr. Credible. <Yeah>. Ron. <laughs> uncle, uncle Ron. Ron Credible. Ron Credible. <laughs> God, okay. Who has some weird superpower that seems useless. But he's, it saves the day. He's like Uncle but Buck. But he also dies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's Uncle Buck for superheroes. <laughs> They've just gotten predictable, I guess is the point. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I mean, they're kids' movies, though, too. So you can't really fault them too bad, but... 
I don't know. Step up your game, Pixar. You're on notice. <laughs> yep. I'm putting them on notice. <laughs> Speaking of things that should be on notice, so we're actually getting a, a live-action Hugo Strange. In... Oh, on Gotham. Yeah. 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 Your guys' favorite show, Gotham. Oh, the, the, the best show ever. It's a show that I would never say a single negative comment about ever. You know. Hi, Mom. <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, they're going to cast, uh, they've cast B.D. Wong, who everyone would know as the scientist from Jurassic Park and its sideful Jurassic World. Also, as... uh, the, 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 the psychologist from the Law & Order TV series. Nah, that too, yeah. But no, they've cast him as a character named Dr. Hugo Strange. Now, he's not the magic Marvel Comics Dr. Strange. This guy <laughs> is a uh, uh, psychologist who... Um, the only person to deduce that Batman is Bruce Wayne. Nah, not correct. Well, he's the Uh-oh. only one. Uh oh, shots fired. Nerd fight. <laughs> well, Nerd I mean, <laughs> okay. Bane. Well, yeah, Bane. But the... well, that was okay. Boring. You know what? And Tim Drake. <laughs> Hugo Strange was the first. Okay. Hugo Strange was the first, and he and he's the one that tried to. The first one that really tried to monopolize on his knowledge. Yeah. That, yeah. And that. Where Bane was like, I'm a big strong guy who's, you know, is smarter than Batman. Hugo Strange's whole deal was, I'm going to figure out who who Batman is, and he did. Honestly, it wouldn't be that hard if you just pay attention. But yeah, and that's, <laughs> and, and that's kind of was his reasoning in the comics was, yeah, now that he's like, now that I know, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> but I think everybody would have that. Like, I think Gordon would be like, duh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But uh, but no, there's there's actually a couple of really good episodes of the Batman animated series. Yes, I remember those where he's like in the, the brain machine, mm-hmm. and he's like like reading his psyche or his dreams or something. Yeah, which mirrors a plot used in Batman sixty six by Egghead. <laughs> yeah, it was a cliffhanger because he had hooked uh, Bruce Wayne up to oh, a I machine because he's because he says, "Listen, you're the richest guy in town. Batman's gotta have a bunch of gadgets." I think you're Batman. We're going to hook you up to this, like, brain-reading machine. I remember that. And that was a cliffhanger. And when he comes back, it's, you know, Vincent Price goes, you know, I, that can't be. It's all it's all pop culture. There's no way he could be Batman. <laughs> and because Bruce, because Bruce Wayne had trained himself to clear his mind of everything but, like, commercial jingles and, and stuff. <laughs> to make him seem like an idiot. To make him seem like an idiot. <laughs> to protect himself from psychic attacks. Because, you know. Because he, Batman. He's Batman. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's it's good casting. I mean, why not? I mean, I like can't B- get... I like BD Wong. Yeah, I like BD Wong. It's I'm sure Gotham's going to do something to it that makes him dumb. Well, I mean, you know, his main his major draw was finding out who who Batman is. What's he going to do on a show where there's no Batman where yet? Where there's yeah. no Batman for him to figure out. I don't understand why he's why he's there. He'll probably be at head of Arkham or something like that. One day you'll be Batman. I figured it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's Batman? Shut up, kid. You'll know. Yeah. Doesn't make sense now, but it will later. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, he came from the future? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, Gotham is dumb. I'm just, <laughs> shots fired. I don't care. Uh, Speaking of Doctor Strange. Yeah, let's roll from one Doctor Strange to another. Um, there's uh, some on-set photos of... Um, the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch yep. as the Marvel Doctor Strange. With a full beard. Yeah. Okay. No, I mean, it's just weird. I'm so used to Benedict Cumberbatch, you know, looking like Benedict Cumberbatch. It's just 
awkward seeing him sporting a full, you know, face rug. Well, he's got to have that goatee at some point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I said, it look he's like in street clothes walking through like a like a like a street market. So I'm assuming at some point before he really becomes like the Doctor Strange. Well, like every superhero movie, the first one's going to be an origin story. Yeah. So and there'll be a solid hour and a half before anything cool happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there'll be like a montage of him learning magic tricks. <laughs> no, I'm I'm serious. It'll probably be this. Is this your card? <laughs> him eating a lot of supreme tacos. Yeah. <laughs> Poked in the eye of Agamotto. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's going to be a good movie. It's very early. Of course it'll be a good movie. Benedict Cumberbatch is a fantastic actor, and it's a Marvel movie. Plus, we're going to have magic. <laughs> yeah. It'll be at least as good as the other Marvel movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's a, it's very early. I mean. It didn't come out to what, 26? Like, 2017. Yeah. Yep. All this stuff so far in the future. I they know. Even, they shouldn't even tell us. Yeah. If it's well, going to be that far away, they don't, they don't want to tell us. They don't want to tell us. It's people, you know, snapping pics and, yeah, they and that, data mining. Man, and that kind of drives me nuts, you know? I know. That's why I'm, I've am i been really happy with, like, the Star Wars stuff. Mm-hmm. They've we they've released a handful of trailers and we really have no idea what the exact plot of the movie is yeah. going to be. Everything we've seen for Star Wars is what they want us to see. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's essentially uh it's a line of see these characters now buy these toys that's pretty much it so far mm-hmm. all the trailers have been uh, two minute toy commercial <laughs> yeah <laughs> here's the, here's your here's your bad guy here's your stormtroopers here's your heroes boom go play yeah make your own story exactly make your own damn story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, speaking of data mining, wasn't didn't they data mine a bunch of Street Fighter characters? Oh yeah, recently? they did. Yeah, um, Street Fighter is going to be coming out in February. It's either February or, or March next it's pretty, year. It's pretty soon. Yeah, I think it's I think it's March, and uh, they're going to have what sixteen characters, and they've decided that they're going to start rolling out for over the over twenty sixteen six uh, DLC characters, and they're all going to be like um, like previously known characters and. Um, the beta has been out on um, PlayStation 4 for a while, but they finally rolled it out for PC users, for people who pre-order the game. And uh, whenever there's a PC game, people go into the files and hack it up and try find all and find everything. And they found six slots for the um, DLC characters. They're I think it's going to be like a season, like a season pass kind of thing, where you buy it and for the year they bring out all these characters. And, um, you know, I can roll through the names, but, you know, it's really, they're, they're old characters. Uh, like, some of them came from uh, Third Strike, like Alex, who was the supposed to be the replacement lead character, st- starting with Third Strike. He was supposed to replace... He's the uh, new Kendra- Ryu. <laughs> yeah, but, but he was a grappler. Huh. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was a wrestler-type character. He's like Zangief, but, because uh, they wanted to try to uh, de-emphasize the main cast from uh, Street Fighter 2. They have characters like that. They have one returning from uh, um, Street Fighter IV uh, jury, which is cool. I like the character. Um, Guile was one of them. Guile was one of them, which I think is kind of lame because you already have uh, Nash, who is basically Guile but better. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He doesn't have that theme, though. He doesn't. That's true. Dun, 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 dun. Oh wait, that's John Cena. Dun, that's John Cena. Oh God! <laughs> you almost made me do it. <laughs> Aren't they kind of the same? They're kind of a little bit. 
like the marine yeah you know the, su- the super hardcore marine yeah. yeah though i thought guile was air force he's air though. force yeah but i mean yeah it's military yeah <laughs> but uh but no the other characters are balrog who is the boxer who's been in it since um um street fighter 2 abuki who's a ninja who cool. i think cool i think ninja. she popped up i think she i think she was a third strike character now I that think i think so. about it and uh yurian who is the main boss of um third strike which is interesting it's cool that they're pulling all these people from third strike which is i've never played it before you never played third strike probably one of the best ones of the bunch Hmm. i've played a little bit of third strike is that the one with skullamania no that's uh that's um we're never going to see skullamania in another game unfortunately (laughs) they tried to make 3d street fighter games and they uh Capcom licensed out a different company to do that, so they Which added. Was a bad idea. It's like the Street Fighter EX, I think, was what what those were, and uh, they created a bunch of original characters for those games, and also licensed out, you know, Kyle, uh, Ken Ryu and you know a couple the others, important the ones. important ones, and uh, did a couple of games of those, and then those companies, Capcom and whatever other companies, split ways, and they did, and they actually did a fighting game of just the EX characters. Huh. But we're never going to see characters like Skullamania and uh, Cracker Jack and you know some of those others. I think I did play that game. Yeah. Well, it was a, it was a PS1 exclusive way, way back when. Yeah. But Skullamania rules. Oh, yeah. He's, he's great. Skeleton, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's really great. His uh, his uh, character bio is pretty great. He was a salary man who uh, bought a Halloween costume <laughs> and, and stopped a robbery and decided, hey, I can be a superhero. <laughs> he, like, left his wife and his child at oh. home and <laughs> became, became Skullamania. He did not uh, go home to be a family man. He did not. No. But uh, but no, it's you know Street Fighter is looking good. Did you see the uh, trailer for um, Dalsum? No. Yeah, uh, full full beard and a turban. Like they've they've updated his look just yeah, a he, little he bit. Lo- he looks more like a she- uh, uh, a Sikh. A little bit, yeah. And uh, it looks great. They changed his move set just enough. Like his uh, one of his EX moves, he uh, he's always been spitting fire and stuff. And it's always been like fireballs Yoga or. Flame. Yoga Flame. He actually spits it on the ground and leaves like a little trap area where, if, huh. for like a few seconds, where the opponent walks into it, they will take continuing damage from the flames that they're walking. I'll tell you, on. his fire move back in like two was mm-hmm. like devastating. Oh yeah, because as soon as you hit it, you're engulfed in flames and you're doing that flying back oh, yeah. animation, and you just can't get out of it. Yeah, and they change his uh, fireball too. You know, instead of just shooting straight across, you have one that shoots straight across, and then he like. Uh, one attack, he spits it up and it like arcs through the air. Oh, nice! So it's like an anti-air attack, which is cool. Which is something he really needed. Uh, I'm excited for it. He's I, still you stretchy, know, right? He's still very stretchy. Yes, I'm excited for it. You know, I like I love Street Fighter. Yeah, I love it, fighting it, it games. Is, it is your it, it, it is your, your wheelhouse. Yeah. So I'm excited for like the blend of like the new looks of old characters and the new characters themselves. Yes, yeah. and I guess there is one more uh, new character that they're going to announce, and he's probably going to be the boss. Okay. Uh, the character's name is Fan, and uh, it's an old man. Um, it's Fan? He's the fanboy of Street Fighter? Yeah, he's he's the ultimate Street Fighter fanboy. Hey, they put me in the game. <laughs> yeah. The final boss should be a Honda. A Honda. A Honda. <laughs> just, <laughs> just a car. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, my car. Did you know that um, st- the sequel to Street Fighter was originally going to be Final Fight? Yeah. Yeah. And that's why Cody... Uh, the character is in the opening, is in the opening of Street Fighter 2. Yeah. Do we want to go from, let's go from Street Fighter to Star Trek. Yeah, let's do it. Boldly going where no podcast has gone before.
or every podcast has gone before. Yeah, let's, let's be honest. Uh, yeah, they're doing a new Star Trek TV series. I, I'm excited. Yeah, it's about time for more. Yeah. Basically, what they're saying so far is the new Trek series. It's going to come out like 2017. Everything's in 2017. I know, right? Yeah. I swear. And uh, it has the writers behind the last two movies. So it's set in the new universe. They, we don't know. We don't know. Well, I would guess. I, yeah. They wouldn't set up that universe and not leverage it for television. Right. But they've said uh, we're getting all new characters. And so it's like, so we're probably not following Kirk and Spock since they're in the movies. <laughs> Captain Turk and Spork. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Spork, his half alien friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On the Starship Extra Prize. <laughs> The thing I'm interested, uh, that's most interesting to me, is uh, it's going to be uh, video on demand. It's yeah. going to be on their CBS app, right? Yeah, like the first episode is going to be a TV movie okay. on TV, and then after that you got to watch the rest of it on CBS's pay-for streaming service. Yeah, I don't... I love Star Trek. I don't know if I want to spend six bucks just for an app, just for new new Trek. You know, I think I would. I pay six dollars a month for a new Trek. Really? Yeah. I do love Trek. Now, I will say, I th- I think that they've added all the old episodes of all the previous seasons. Yeah. Or series. Yeah, you'd get all the Trek for six bucks. Okay. Though you get all the Trek on who on on Netflix too. Hey, I already own the original, the TOS. <laughs> I'm good. Also, the CBS.com version ha- doesn't have the remastered special effects. Oh, it doesn't. Well, good. I like the original effects. I mean, I'm, I'm like in the minority, I think, but I enjoy I, no, those. I think I'm kind of either. It's still a good show either way. It, yo, it's a very good show either it's, way. It's but not I, about the special effects. It's not, but I, I just, I love the, the, the cheesiness. Oh, yeah. I oh, love yeah. the cheese factor for sure. Oh, man. Uh, that one episode, I think it's more like the first one or the second episode or something of the original series where the guy gets the weird superpowers and he has his eyes look weird. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's um, Gary Marshall. Yeah, is the is the character name? Yeah, you know why he like tilted his head back and looked all creepy when he was doing that? That was the only way to see through the pinholes in the contacts. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't see through the contacts, so he had to like tilt his head back and and look it, down. and, and the, they really liked the the arrogant look it gave him. Yes. of like looking down his nose at them. Yes, you know, at one point that was um, they hinted that that might have been one of the plots of uh, what ended up being Into Darkness. They yeah. thought it was going to be a Gary Marsh. They thought that's huh. what um, they cast. Con was um, going to be. Yeah, they thought um, well, Benedict, Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch was going to be Gary Marshall, which I think would have probably made for a better movie. To yeah, be and then, then yeah. They, they pooped it out and said, eh, it's Con, and this is basically a rebooted Wrath of Con. Yeah. Uh, I still like that movie. No, I, I still it. like it, and I, w- I want to watch, uh, uh, what's the new one called? It's going to be called Beyond... More darkness. More <laughs> beyond more da- beyond good and evil. <laughs> it's a uh, beyond yeah soundtrack. I think it's just called Beyond actually. Maybe maybe I don't know. It it had a dumb Inf- title. Infinity to infinity and, and beyond. beyond. <laughs> <laughs> but no new. Star- it's it's exciting the fact that we're getting a new Star Trek series. Yeah, because it's been so long since we had one. As much yeah, as I Enterprise. love the movies, I think it works better on TV. Yeah. 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 I know a lot of people. It can... always does work better. On yeah, TV. yeah. Well, I don't know. I really liked uh, Star Trek Generations and uh, First Contact. Oh, what about uh, the Voyage Home, <laughs> where they save those whales? <laughs> Go back to 1988. I kind of like that movie. It's a great movie. It's so stupid. It's so great. I kind of like that movie. Rathacon I mean, Rathacon is, is amazing. Yeah. It almost had Eddie Murphy in it. 
Yeah, the uh, Kirk's love interest from 1988 that he brings was going to be Eddie Murphy. Was going to be Eddie Murphy, and he wasn't going to be a love interest. He was just going to be some some wacky whale watcher <laughs> that accidentally that accidentally got brought into the future. <laughs> See, I'm not not joking. I know you're not joking. That's a real thing. <laughs> but it's funny to just think of Eddie Murphy yeah. as, as, as Captain Kirk's love interest. Oh yes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Scotty talking into that mouse of that computer really brings the whole movie you know together. Computer. <laughs> uh, great great movie. oh star trek let's see what else we got i've written muppets down here on the board i forget why oh yeah it's because um the showrunner for the muppets oh, yeah. um is going to be stepping down and the uh well actually let me pull up the article here so i can sound semi-intelligent on this bob kushnell or bob kushel the co-creator and executive producer for the muppets is stepping down and uh one of the people behind Gallivant, uh, Kristen Newman, is in talks with to take over the position, which is great. Yeah, I think somebody from Gallivant, which is a fantastic show, yes. would be a great fit for the Muppets. I think it would too. Here's the here's the weird twist. They're also saying that after episode ten this season, it's going to go on an extended hiatus and come back uh, soft rebooted. So everything's going to change. Kind softly, kind softly. of softly. I can see why, though, because I think the current status quo for the show is it won't hold up that long. Yeah. We can't see uh, Piggy and Kermit bickering forever. I think it'll get it'd get old pretty about halfway through the second season. You'd be sick of it if you're not already. Yeah. I don't know. I, is this a sign that maybe the Muppets just don't work like they used to? No, because I still think it's a good show. I still like the show. Well, I mean, I like the show, too, but the fact that they're you know not even... You know, usually a half season's thirteen episodes. They, you know, that they're going to soft reboot it after not even halfway into the first season. It's kind of they did order three more episodes too. Yeah, yeah, but I just I don't know. It just it just seems weird. It just seems weird. Well, it says soft reboot, so I don't think it'll be that different. Yeah, maybe they'll switch it from the Miss Piggy show to like they're doing a Muppets style show and yeah like tone back the cynicism a tiny bit maybe i that's don't know that's what I, I could see him doing that because it is a little too cynical for the muppets yeah i think that's been the main complaint about it yeah the one thing i do like about the the last episode they had there wasn't a heavy fozzy b plot like every other episode but i love the heavy fozzy yeah B-plot. i love fozzy i really do but it was nice to have a break from fozzy <laughs> fozzy's been the heart of every episode i've seen like, yeah He's my favorite Muppet. Have you watched the one where he's doing stand-up and he's making fun of his girlfriend? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> but no, I'm interested to see how they how this turns out. They could do a Fozzie spinoff. I'd watch that. Yeah, they could. Yeah, and that would probably end up like Joey <laughs> in oh. the garbage. No. Yeah. Oh. No, Fozzie hits the road doing you know doing in a Studebaker. <laughs> yeah, doing in his natural habitat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like he takes like Gonzo with him or something. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh in the episode where he's making fun of his girlfriend, he's um uh, and his and she's telling like all his coworkers like his weird little quirks. Like when he after he gets out of the shower, he shakes off the water. <laughs> and he looks at Bobo and he's like, You shake off, right? And he goes, He's like, I have a Sochi's degree. I use a towel. <laughs> <laughs> when they sing true colors. Yeah. And it makes Fozzie cry every time he hears it. And they all just start singing that song. Yeah. Oh, and then, great. like, one of the band members is playing it on the sax. Yeah, and he goes, dude. He's like, it's hauntingly beautiful on the sax. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. What was 
the one where was that the same one where no Fozzie accidentally shoots a uh, Statler in the face with a t-shirt cannon? Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. a couple episodes ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. Yep. What was the other plot in that one? Is that the one where they do karaoke with Piggy? See, Kermit kind of yeah. took a jerky turn in that one that yeah. I didn't like, where he tricks it, he get, convinces Piggy to stop having them all hang out so they can do the show right. Well, she kept the the whole crew up, yeah, all night, and it was it was hurting the show. But it made Kermit seem like a real jerk. Yeah, well, yeah, because he manipulated the crew. Yeah, yeah, he manipulates people a few times in that. Because then he manipulates Piggy into, uh, it's hurting her star status or something. Yeah, hmm. which it, Kermit's not a manipulator. Yeah, that and you know that might be what they end up switching out. I don't know. Yeah. Well, anyway, I think we got to go ahead and wrap it up here. Uh, you've been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. The unofficial Muppet Show podcast. Yeah, it seems like it. <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, pop us an email at staff at nerdoverload.com. You can also find us at uh, Facebook at facebook.com forward slash nerdoverload website. You can tweet us at, at nerd underscore overload. Yeah, that's that's it. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thanks again for tuning in, and we will be back uh, next week. Pizza out. This show was sponsored in part by MB Subculture Comics and Costumes. <laughs> <laughs>